The idea to look for the abandoned child was settled, but the method of doing so had not been. After some arguing and mild swearing, Smokey convinced his friends he would hotwire the lone car in the parking lot. Time me, he said, and ran outside. The car door was unlocked, and Smokey slid into the driver's seat. Less than thirty seconds later, the brake lights came on, and Cher could be heard blasting on the stereo before he could shut the CD player off. Ugh, she's the worst, Charlie said as he and Rob climbed into the red Dodge Caliber. And before you even say something stupid, I realize you probably learned that from watching some dumbass show, so let's just get on with it, he added. And good job, that was fast. You being a worthless turd the past ten years has saved our lives I don't know how many times now. I was yanking your chain, found the keys in the dead dude's pocket, Smokey said while smiling deeply and pulling away. He hadn't gotten much validation in his life, and it was a nice feeling, even if he had been called the turd. Well, good job anyways, now let's find the place. Charlie grabbed Smokey's rifle and scanned the streets of Bigsburg for any movement, cannibal or otherwise. The place seemed to be a ghost town, though, and they traveled a few blocks without so much as a squirrel crossing their path. Man, if we could just get to the interstate and haul ass, we could be at my parents' house in an hour, Charlie said, thinking out loud. But the roads aren't safe, Rob countered, and Lefnut needs us, and Sam, and maybe a kid. I know, I know, it, it would just be nice, that's all I'm saying. Get to my mom's and dad's and the military bases right past it. Soon, Rob said showing a bit of wisdom that usually eluded him like so many cheeseburgers had not. You'll see her soon. She has to be safer at that base than anywhere else right now. Smokey pulled up to an intersection, and sure enough, Main Street was the road with the taller buildings on it. Now they just had to look for the address, which according to the numbers was just a block or so away. Can't get any easier than this. Don't jinx it, Rob said. Seconds later, they stopped in front of an apartment building and got out. Smokey checked the mailbox to determine the right apartment, and the others followed him through the shattered front door and up a set of stairs. Other than the door, nothing seemed out of place except the complete silence. They soon found apartment 2A right by the stairs. Smokey jiggled the handle, and it was locked. So he pulled up the welcome mat featuring a tropical beach and produced a key as Charlie rolled his eyes. He slowly pushed the door open and backed up, while Rob stepped forward ready to bash any surprises this time. But there was only dead silence. The guys walked inside. Hello? Charlie said quietly, but there was no answer. The place looked as though it had been recently lived in, and there was a bag of garbage by the front door that had no rotting food in it. There were toys scattered around, but no kid. Smokey checked the garbage bag and pulled out several boxes. Grape cough syrup, he said. Trent and I used to drink that stuff and get high as rain clouds. That's robo-tripping for you nerds. Anyways, one night he thought there were clowns behind him in the mirror, and that was the last time we did that. Very interesting, Charlie said dryly and shrugged. But this place is empty. Look for anything useful and let's jet. He looked to Rob. At least we checked. Smokey wasn't so sure. Hold up, partner. He pointed to a family picture on the mantel. There was the man Rob had killed in the doctor's office standing with a woman and a small child. Another frame showed off a picture of a chubby baby boy with the name Todd written on it. Toddy, where are you, buddy? I got some candy, Smokey said in a funny voice. Faint giggling could be heard coming from the living room closet. He opened the door and found the one-year-old snuggled up in dinosaur blankets. 
We found him. Now what? Charlie said. Maybe his mom is out somewhere, like the dad. She comes home and the baby's gone and her husband's dead? Talk about a tearjerker. Plus, then we're baby stealers. Nah, parents wouldn't both leave their child behind like that, Smokey said. He tried to pick the kid up, and it became immediately clear what the cough syrup had been used for. Little Todd became startled by the unknown man and erupted in a level of sound and fury that was quite substantial for a taunt that size. Shut that kid up, Charlie said as flashbacks of the Brandon incident came blasting into his mind. Noise equaled zombies equaled death. 